Pop-Off will begin in one moment, but first, a message from Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Ninjas versus Vampires, bitches, that's on DVD. Reviewers have called it one of the 10 best indie horror films of 2010. This is available in most DVD stores, Amazon, Walmart, online, etc. But if you order from ninjasversusvampires.com, that's ninjas, N-I-N-J-A-S, and then versus V-S, and then vampires, V-A-M-P-I-R-E-S.com, take you a little extra effort to go to their site. But do it. Buy directly from them, man, because then they keep, get to keep more of it. Uh, while you're there, check out the End, End Light Podcast Network. Endlightpodcast.com with not safe for work uh, content uh, podcasts about movies and Star Trek. Yeah. Ninjas versus vampires.com. Yep. Welcome to Pop Off. This is Justin, and with me today for the third time in a row is. And we are here for part three of the X-Men movie over. I can't say retrospective because the one of the podcasts I listen to are calling it an X-Men retrospective. And I every time I go our X-Men retrospective and I feel like that's kind of like disingenuous for us to use their same term. So I like to I think like I've been saying the 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 review of the X-Men movies. Um but this is the one, man. This is the the one we've been leading up to. Um, X Men, first class. Did you see it? I did. When did you see it? Like what? Um, what? What day? Uh, I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to see it until Sunday night. And how was the crowd? Uh, there was actually a good number of people there. Like that was part of why I chose then, like uh-huh. because I couldn't see it like right at the moment of breaking, you know? Yeah. And so, like for me, it was like then it's just not worth all the people. Um, so <laughs> I was like Sunday night might be less. So excellent. And uh, we will talk about whether or not you liked it um, as we go on. Uh, but we should first say, because this is a brand new movie, spoiler alert, uh, we're going to be talking about the movie, the plot, the surprises, and there are a few. We're going to be tearing it to pieces, both with praise and criticism. So uh, so if you haven't seen it, um, the short version of both of our reviews, I think, is going to be, you probably, if you've listened. If you, yeah, if you haven't seen yeah, if you've it. Listened, like, if you've listened thus far and you've been seeing Wolverine and you're like enough of a fan of the X-Men series to have listened to these podcasts and you, you yeah, you should probably go see You it. should see that, Joe. Yeah. It's, and, it's, it, and it's good. Like, it, like yeah, for the yeah. short, short, you know, it's fucking good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But yeah, if you were just wondering, I wonder if I should see it. Well, then that's, that's it. I'm sorry to imitate you, listener. With that voice, because um, you all sound just you, you like all you that. all sound like me with the low voice. Um, you're like, no, I don't. You all sound like Justin with his bedroom voice. <laughs> this is my bedroom voice. <laughs> hi, how you doing? I can just imagine that. Oh, <laughs> uh, hi. You sound a little like Rom, actually. Uh, hello, brother. Hello, brother. Nobody on this podcast knows know what, what, what that is. That's a D, D Space Nine. Hey, we do another podcast, don't we? We do, we do. It's called Trek Off, and you can find it at trekoffpodcast.com, um, and you can find all the podcasts that you're listening to are nlightpodcast.com, or you can search on iTunes for EPN. Please subscribe. Um, okay. Uh, shall I do a plot summary? I hate when you do that. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, it, we should for... Why? Because we need to, like, talk but about... But what happens when you do a plot summary is it starts as, like, a plot summary and then it turns into a blow-by-blow that isn't a plot summary at all. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Daryl, do you have a... Do you have a... a, a, a Mr. A is Five here minutes to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, seriously, let's do five minutes go. It's... it's Anyone have a watch anywhere of any kind? Some Someone? sort of a stopwatch. There's a stopwatch on your phone, babe. I'm getting my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's yeah. your your mutant power. Is that you, you have a phone <laughs> in your pocket. Ready? Uh, and I, I just need to see. Tell me when each minute has passed so I know how much time I have. Ready? No. Oh, oh he's going to set the whole timer. So, ding, 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 ding. Tink, 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 tink. <laughs> five. And you should be able to do it in less than five, frankly. Go. Okay. So we open on we we open on the same scene from X Men One, uh, lovingly created in a shot by shot uh, recreation of the scene. But as the scene ends, we see that Kevin Bacon as Sebastian Shaw is watching what is going on. In the meantime, same time it's nineteen forty four, and we cut to Westchester, New York, where we meet a young Charles Xavier who is walking through his house, thinking there's an intruder. He finds his mother in the kitchen, but no, it's not his mother. It is in fact a young Mystique. We cut forward about. 20 years to the to the mid 60s which is where most of this movie takes place um we learned that uh charles xavier is a is kind of a dickish womanizing using his power for fun uh but also uh expert geneticist at uh the university university of oxford and at the same time that is happening we find that eric lensher the boy from the beginning of this movie and the beginning of x-men one uh has been seeking revenge on kevin bacon you see what happened is back during the holocaust uh kevin bacon is trying to utilize his mutant powers and ends up killing his mother in a threat to get him to use his powers in front of him uh Eric continues on his quest uh, as Charles continues uh, on, in his education. We meet CIA agent Moira McTaggart, uh, who has infiltrated an elite club of uh, politicos and uh, and public figures called the Hellfire Club. And she stumbles upon the fact that there are mutants, the first real discovery of mutants by a human. Uh, she goes... Uh, she, she goes uh, to the CIA to follow up on it and uh, eventually finds herself on the doorstep of Charles Xavier, who reads her, her mind, realizes there are mutants, and his entire demeanor changes when he realizes he has a quest to meet and meet and discover these mutants uh so he goes with the cia to try to meet these mutants who are bent on a an evil plot and as he is being mentally turned away by the evil emma frost the unexpected uh flying the ointment is eric lenshare in the water who uh who um, conducts a vicious attack against uh against uh sebastian shaw emma frost and the rest of his brotherhood of mutants uh eric is saved by charles xavier who uh who recruits him into the cia team where they go to recruit other mutants to create essentially a good team to combat sebastian shaw's evil team uh sebastian shaw has a nefarious idea that he's going to use his power and influence to turn world powers against each other so that they kill every that, that they blow up the world with atomic weapons um and the ones that will survive will be the mutants who will be the new leaders of mankind uh, after uh, a disastrous first meeting between after a disastrous first meeting between the uh, uh, this new team and the highly skilled thank you two minutes left the highly skilled uh, Sebastian Shaw Hellfire Club mutants uh, they decide that they need to train somewhere secret where they go to Charles Xavier's Westchester home to train to fight against these mutants uh, eventually they go with the help of Beast uh, whoa okay uh eventually they go with the help of beast to the uh to uh cuba where the cuban missile crisis is happening 
Um, and there's a lot of stuff that's happened in between between Beast and Mystique and a lot of uh, soul searching and philosophizing, which we'll talk about. But it boils down to that Sebastian Shaw is going to make the Cuban Missile Crisis happen. And with the help of Charles Xavier and Magneto, it is avoided. Um, but when Magneto finds himself uh, finds himself face to face with Sebastian Shaw, he can't stop himself from killing him and wanting revenge for uh, his mother's death. He dons Sebastian Shaw's helmet, which prevents Charles from stopping him from killing Sebastian Shaw. He kills Sebastian Shaw with the very coin. He kills Sebastian Shaw with the very coin that he is supposed to use and goes back out and tries to rally all the mutants, good and bad, under his banner, half of which decide to follow him, including Mystique. Uh, who up to this point had been like a sister to Charles Xavier. Um, then to prove a point, uh, when the humans, both Russians and American, fire missiles at Magneto and the rest of the mutants, he grabs the missiles and tries to throw them back to destroy both fleets, thus completing Shaw's plan um, and making the Cuban Missile Crisis uh, come to a seconds. head. Thank you. Um, Charles Xavier uh, uh, physically stops him, and during this confrontation, the missiles are mostly destroyed. Uh, Moira Tiger comes out with a gun, starts firing at Magneto, who deflects it with his magnetic powers one of the bullets deflects into charles back charles screams i can't feel my legs uh magneto disappears with the rest of the mutants um disappears with the rest of the mutants and we meet charles who's going to open a school in westchester to teach gifted youngsters aka mutants time and that's not even right though what's like, wrong like what you, I say you, wrong? See, you like started out this is what i'm talking about what like I say you were wrong? saying every little freaking thing no and i then, wasn't wait for it and then all of a sudden it all collapses down to like three big things like all of a sudden beast uh, so they were with beast and then like <laughs> like out of nowhere we don't know where beast came from but then beast was there and they went well, we'll with talk him. about it listen <laughs> that's my point like let's just talk about it then no but i, th I think that i we're gonna be referencing some of this stuff and I, I think that you got to give me some credit for from memory reciting like this movie like as of four days ago was not in my brain and now I'm able to spout it out. I could have done it. Okay. I'm just saying. Could you? Oh, could yeah. Could you? Mr. A, could she have? <laughs> no, I don't want to do that to everybody. She's going to copy me. <laughs> it's like I'm Mark and then she's Luke. It, they see I made a biblical reference there. See that? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I of all the freaking references you can make, that's the, what you come up with. The Bible. <laughs> the Bible. Nobody's read that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like, fuck this. They're going to talk about the, the Bible? No, we're not. We're not. Not today. <laughs> I love the Bible. Bible's awesome, but that's not it's what this is It's a great about. read, apparently. That's what I hear. It is. I like it, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> Um, Your so, facial expressions are, be are the best thing ever, honey. Yeah, because I mentioned the Bible? Because I said the Bible one time? No, or? because now you've said it like ten times. Bible, <laughs> Bible, Bible. Bible. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's, then it's going to be unsubscribed <laughs> on both, both sides. You're going to have like, the, you're going to have people who are anti-Bible unsubscribing because I mentioned it. You're going to have Christians unsubscribing because like, he's mocking the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and he mocked my voice twice. <laughs> Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> and we lost our 12 subscribers. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. We, we have a ton of listeners, but not a lot of subscribers, which is why if you're listening, please subscribe because they're, <laughs> they're, they're jumping on. They're like sort of random. It's, there was a long time that I didn't subscribe on iTunes to a lot of my favorite podcasts um, that I would just sort of go on and download them when I wanted to. And, um, but I wasn't really a subscriber. And now because of my iPhone, it's so easy mm. just to go subscribe and have it arrive magically in the air. Um, the magic of Jesus. What? Unsubscribe. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, when I saw it, um, I saw it uh, Thursday night, midnight, full house. Um, uh, I was. Was it taut? 
it was awesome. It was all, you know what? Because it's it's fun to be with a bunch of people who are geeking out about the same thing that I geek out. Yes, about. like that's why I like going when it's like that midnight release because like everybody there is likely to be as geeky as you, yeah, as joyous about this as you are, and so there's like an energy to that, and and I really wish I could have made it to that because now awesome. granted, granted, I saw it again on Friday. Uh, night and it was also a great watch and enthusiastic crowd and stuff so um what are your i mean what i talked for five minutes what were your thoughts what were what what did you think I actually i have so i have questions for you because i'm not as up like on x-men lore in general okay um well you know i i want to hear your questions and and no no yeah i'm not saying i'm gonna open with that like i i i want to open with you know because you're always calling me the hater and you walked in and I said, you like it? You said, I like it. I had some problems. <laughs> and the thing is, is that at, according to you, like I have, I'm the one who like sees wonderful things like Star Trek Insurrection and, and, and has problems with it. Um, I would like to submit. Fuck you. You know, it's really funny. Daniel Ross uh, wrote as his, uh, on his Facebook uh, page, he said, he said, X-Men first class, good, but not great. And I said, I, I wrote back his response. He goes, I, I say, I say, you're right. It's certainly not Transformers or Saw too great, because because <laughs> he he like both when they came out, he said they were the greatest movies that ever come out. Transformers the first one and Saw two. And I was like, really? Um, okay. And he goes, he goes, why are you being so personal and criticizing? And I realized that I kind of did do the ain't it cool douchebag thing, where I was like, I was like, I'm gonna hate you because you don't like the movie I like. Um, <laughs> gonna hate you so i had to do the thing right like i i emailed him at first i publicly apologized and i emailed him and i was like i'm sorry and he was like dude what's wrong with you <laughs> but doesn't he ask that question frequently just saying he does he except he knows the answer to that question <clears throat> so um your what were your problems with it why you like when you say that you I had hate to start with what my problems were because like that's so negative and i'm but not yeah, that but, way but we could start with them and then talk you know end on the on high point. well yeah uh, or or <laughs> I could mention some of the th- the stuff I thought was good, and then the stuff that I thought was bad, and then more good shit, okay. and then it's it's a sandwich of bad with good on either side. Really? <laughs> like a like adultery. Mister A's over there going unsubscribe. So tell me your tell um, me your thoughts. Tell me tell me your so so generally like th- there were a lot of things that I really liked. Like the first thing that that really that made me go what um, when Kevin Bacon showed up. I thought that was badass. You didn't know? I did not know. You didn't? I did not know. Like, I didn't Weird. go and do, like, a bunch of research. I didn't... Because he's in the trailer. I so don't remember seeing him in the trailer. See, like I watched the trailer, like, a thousand times. I, I definitely didn't watch it a thousand times. And that's not, not counting the times I replayed it in my mind. Wow. I believe that to be true. You should believe that. That's absolutely true. I, I'm certain of it. <laughs> I just... I hadn't seen it that many times, and I remember going, Kevin Bacon, I didn't know he was in this. And so I thought, actually, it was, a com- like, a cameo. Like for him to be bad guy that that fucks up Eric's childhood. Yeah, and by the way, what a great, interesting choices by him in that scene. Just the the laughing and the the giddiness. He was fantastic. Like yeah. all around in the movie, he was. Amazing. Yeah, but he was never better than he was in that first scene. That first scene when he was just sort yeah. of like that like first scene was so wrong. Clapping, in so many ways clapping, and, like, and laughing like he's a giddy schoolgirl, and it was such an odd choice because he didn't seem maniacal and evil. He seemed just. He seemed like like I was after seeing the trailer. Yeah. Oh boy. (laughs) Oh look at that. (laughs) Yeah. So um okay so go on. Um, so which brings me actually to my first problem potentially. Okay. Um, in that scene, 
he seems to be pretty old and because and i the, and i don't know if it maybe was the lighting but like there seemed to even be gray in his hair no they they put old age makeup on him that's what i'm saying like he looked old and i was like because i was like i don't think kevin bacon's that old like i know he's not a spring chicken anymore but he's not that old and then the next time you see him though he's like young and I didn't know why that was, and I and I felt like it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and I had trouble with it. There was a throwaway line when you first see him on the boat again, when the um, redheaded guy who was in Twenty Four and actually was in a whole bunch of Star Trek, the the general. Oh yeah 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 that guy was yeah, yeah, a, that guy yeah. was like the first four season in Next Gen. He was like always there, um, but there was uh, uh, that guy when he came on and and was talking to Shaw. Shaw goes says says I absorb energy. He keeps me young. No, I remember that. I remember and him so, saying that, but it said he keeps me young. If he had, was the same age, that would have made sense to me. Maybe the, the more going energy backwards seemed odd to me. That's well, maybe all the I'm more saying. energy he absorbs, it makes him more. Vi- I mean, I, this is I, what I'm saying. The maybe parts, the the part where I have to think about it and stretch. I don't always like when I have to do. Yeah, that. no, and and let's and let's face it. Something as important as that, uh, you want to give more than a throwaway line to. You want to give more than like what if somebody sneezes or crunches on their popcorn. During that one particular line, it's it's too important a, a a a thing to have not brought up, and that is yeah sure I will get I'll give you that okay go on. So there was that, um, and I really so I liked the guy who played Eric. I I think I, like it's hard for me. I, oh, I think oh he might have been gosh. my favorite because he is. Oh, that's it, I don't even think there's a think might have. He's I just he's, he's fabricated from awesome. Well, because I liked so many of them. Like in you know. Oh, like, I liked I liked with the exception of Emma Frost. I liked all of them. You didn't like Emma Frost? No, I thought that she was. She didn't convey any intelligence. She didn't convey much of anything. She was pretty, and she. She looked right. She looked. She I mean, looked she looked right. like she came right out of the comic. Frankly. Yeah, but you know what? You know. You you know what yeah but her costume is fine I, it's it's that's what Emma Frost looks like, um, but my problem was that she she may have looked right but there well, are she didn't act right there are <laughs> lots well that's the thing we, in a, in a movie where they you know they have retconned so many things in the movie to make the characters more interesting and to make them fit in this film why in their casting decisions would that not also be I mean, a movie chock full of very interesting actors and interesting performances. I felt like, like, how did she find herself, you know, amongst that? Yeah. Well, and isn't she supposed to be British, or is that just something? No, that no. As a matter of fact, as far as I know, none of them are supposed to be British. <laughs> I mean, Professor Xavier, and this is in the film, grows up in Westchester, New York. Yeah, that's like the He's a little kid in Westchester. Like and then he lives in Westchester. But everybody knows that affluent families are British. That's right. They must be. <laughs> like that's just a fucking they truism, must Justin. Be. <laughs> that's right. He's not British. He's just rich. Um, <laughs> because all the rich people yeah, talk no, like I just, this. I just, I just, everybody knows that. I feel like there, there. In could, fact, when you get money, you have to stop talking like this. There would have been plenty of actresses out there who could have done the job well, and here's the reason i thought she was british in all honesty yeah um because you you lent us the um the astonishing x-men that joss yeah. whedon wrote do you read it yes isn't it great it's fucking great yeah and she like i never i didn't think she was british until about halfway through i think she starts saying things like bloody hell yeah and that just doesn't occur as american like that's that's a colloquialism but even of, even without okay so if you read that look at how cunning and how underhanded and how yeah. yeah, that's what I was actually saying to to, to you know to Daryl about it. I was like, okay, 
stylistically. Like, and of course, this is, you know, origins, what have you. So you can say, you know, but like, so she has telepathic abilities, right? Like, sure. Like Xavier. And the way it occurred to me was like, when you see Xavier, he's usually, you know, reading somebody's mind, getting information. Like, he's not puppeting people. Like, it doesn't, it's not usually his bag. Exactly. Like, that's he not to say he never does it. He I'm does saying, it in this film, like, three times. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not usually his bag, but it is usually Emma Frost's bag. Sure. Right? Like, that's something that, like, I, like, just from reading that one comic, and I never knew anything about her before that. And even just in that, she does it constantly. Sure. Like that. And it occurs like a stylistic thing. Like if you're the bad guy, you'd have no issue with that. And 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 prob- probably would kind of dig it, would dig the power of controlling other people and making them do what you want. All right. So she didn't do that even once. Well, maybe that's not something that she can do in the movie. Oh, I guess. I mean, it's it's I mean, they, they made it so that when she's in her diamond form, she has an impenetrable mind. You know, they they it could be that. So she, that's BS. Yes. I, that's what I like. I don't know enough about her. Oh, I don't know. It's but she's different in the movie. Everyone is different in the movie. The movie is different than the comics. The movie it's a, is is I think the movie should be a judge on its own merits and b if you're gonna okay no it, that's fine I'm and, just curious and, 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 well and I would say know? and b if you're gonna judge it, judge it as part of continuity you should judge it as part of the other X Men continuity where I actually have some issues. The oh issues yeah, well I there's definitely were, some problems. Was, was where it doesn't match with the continuity of. The other X-Men movies. Like I said before, when you had a problem with Jean Grey dying and all the things that had changed, I said I didn't mind because this is its own universe. Mm-hmm. But as of this movie, there are some things that actually disagree with their with, with their its own universe, yeah. with its already established Which is not universe. okay. Like, I definitely don't like when they do that. Um, but on the other hand, it's not a TV show. And, and, you know, they should they necessarily need to be entirely slavish? They're not telling one big story. Well, and potentially, like, um, I guess you could even look at this though as like a reboot. So, like, it doesn't even well, except that match with the other. Except stuff. that it's got it's got Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Romaine and oh, right. and and the same exact opening scene of X Men shot for shot. So, and is that what they did, or because it looked like the same footage? Frankly, no, it's it's reshot, new actors. Okay, like I wasn't sure because the kid, kid looks a lot like him. Yeah, but that kid. Is not a kid anymore, yeah, yeah, yeah by any stretch. Well, that's so, why I wondered if they had just like... No, they just lovingly recreated it. The, yeah, it was amazing. Like, I was like, that's totally what that shit looked like before. Like, that's awesome. So, so yeah, no, I think Michael Fassbender, who played Magneto, uh, I think that he, dare I say it, is better, is a better Magneto than Ian e. McKellen. Um, at that point in his life, certainly. No, I think, I think that in general, I think Ian McKellen was a presence presence everything he said was wonderful it was a very you know huge very broad you know magnanimous i mean the minute the minute he enters into a room he fills the room he fills the screen like a star but i never felt his pain i never felt his you know like when charles died he has the line where he goes charles xavier did more for mutants than anyone and while it was a neat line it was well delivered i never felt his anguish over losing his friend Really? And I, and I don't I, know that I agree with you there. I, I didn't really feel... I mean, this guy, Michael Fassbender, conveyed layers upon layers upon oh, no, layers of, of stuff with in a scene where all he's doing is using his hand to turn a satellite in. Oh, dear God, yeah. Um, I mean, I that think... That shit was insane. <laughs> that yeah, scene I, was so... I am wow. not necessarily... <laughs> I'm not saying that he is a better actor than Ian McKellen, but I would say that he did a better acting job than Ian McKellen as Magneto. And maybe it's because Ian McKellen was sort of phoning it in. Maybe Ian McKellen, you know, just didn't have to try that hard. Maybe he, you know, had a different take. But when I see this guy play Magneto, Magneto here has a, has a soul. 
and I, I well like it occurs to me though that like they're they are at different points in their life and this is a Magneto who's still very presently tortured, you know, whereas older Magneto has some distance, you know what I mean, from that pain and that anguish. He's grown. He, a lot has happened since then. Like, yeah, but he, he wouldn't doesn't... necessarily be as filled with anguish as he was back then. I just think it's a stylistic difference between the first movie. I think the first movie is probing new ground. You know, we're going to make a serious comic book movie. And the idea, can you get that vulnerable in a comic book movie? As opposed to just being angsty. And this movie, you know, I think at the time you couldn't do it. I think at the time nobody would have been brave enough to make a comic book movie as sensitive as this one was. But this one has the the history of the Spider-Mans and the Batman reboots and the going, you know what? You can take it there. Yeah. You can and, go ahead and take it seriously. <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe the idea was at the time, you know, it was, they were groundbreaking for what they did. But it's, it's still, you know, the first X-Men movie has more in common with the Tim Burton Batman movies than it does with this movie almost stylistically because this one's raw and emotional and that one still has a level of of yeah just like Star Trek it's 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 got a level of um presentationalism to it hmm um you know it's it's a it's sort of a, a an enhanced reality where this one felt like in many ways that these were like this was reality, much like Kickass, right? Same same writer director, mm. much in the same way. I felt like this movie felt like real people in in ways that that never in any of the X movies up to this point anybody felt like real people. They didn't feel like archetypes in this movie. They felt like when they were just kids playing around. You know, they just felt like real. They felt real to me. And, yeah, and I think I think I see what you mean. Like it's you know taking itself more seriously. I think, I think yeah, if you're gonna talk, come over and talk because we can hear you or yell. I was okay, so I think playing it against the Cuban Missile Crisis also helps to bring it into reality. They're using real events from our own history, as opposed to the other X Men movies, which, as opposed to the previous X Men movies, which just don't do that. They have their own events. Yeah, like when you're when you're when you're grounding it in something real that that was that big a deal, frankly, like that's fucking huge. That I think, yeah, it definitely makes it more visceral. It makes it, it makes it more real. Yeah, but even pre, I mean, I agree. With, I was gonna say prepubescent, which is, which makes no um, sense. But even even prepubescent, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think that I think that it's still, it's just a sensitive. It's a sensitive film in the same way. Like again, the same way I would say Kickass is. It's 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 willing to give everybody a soul. Not people don't have to be superheroes in this film. Yeah, I really loved how tortured he was, and and how how Xavier and how friendly he was, and how, yeah, and yeah. how but how Xavier and him really like you really felt that bond of friendship and and the way that he reached out to him, and, yeah, absolutely, and that 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 they actually bonded, and and you could see that level where you know he knew his friend, and he knew that that he would. Probably, you know what I mean? Like when they have that conversation, like when they're playing chess or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, just telling him how it is, and he's saying it because he kind of wants him to to not. But like, I think he knows deep down that there's nothing he can say to to, to change Magneto's mind. Like yeah. he's he's telling him like it is, like a good friend would. Like it's not going to bring you peace. Like I know that's what you think or that's what you feel like you have to do, but. You know, I have actually a problem with that scene. Really? Well, it's just that in the trailer, 
every single, every single trailer for X-Men. Has that part. Has that part where he goes, killing will not bring you peace. Then you get to the movie and it's killing, killing Shaw will not bring you. I was like, what? Yeah. Don't do what? No. What'd you just do? You you got me ready for the line. Here's the line. And then it wasn't the line. It yeah, wasn't, I hate when they do that. I was like, oh, no. It's like what was a good scene all of a sudden was not as good yeah, for they, me. They, they, I don't know why yeah. I know well because nobody would know what Shaw was at that point. Yeah, you know, no so. one would understand it. Um now uh what'd you think of James McAvoy? I liked him. I did too. I liked him a lot. I felt like you know, he He was the most sixties of all the characters. He was a Oh certainly. It's a really groovy mutation, baby. Yeah. You know? And he was just and he was so charming and cute. Yeah. You know? And like I liked a lot of the little jokes about his hair. Um, like when he's going to put uh Cerebro yeah. on. And he's like, no, don't he's mess like, with my hair. Don't mess with my hair. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, cute. Like, the only issue I had is is I felt like the the finger to the temple thing happened a little too much. Yeah, there was a little too much of like I must put my finger in my temple to activate my powers. Yeah. Um. But look, he's new. Let's say he's new. With yeah. I mean, it's I mean, not like he's. I mean, you it's, know. it's conceivable that Magneto doesn't need to use his hands to turn things either. But I guess we, you know. If I were trying to, like I'm looking at a glass right now, and if I were trying to move the glass, I would put my hand in front of it because I would need that sort of mental crutch yeah. to do it. And it occurs to me that like, if they're all starting out, they're all kind of new, Like having yeah. something like that would be more prevalent. Yeah, so like like he hasn't realized yet he doesn't need to, but there, it got to a point where it's kind of like, okay, we get it. We get it. He uses yeah. his head. <laughs> he uses yeah. his brain to do shit. Um, we're on board. <laughs> all right, so give, give me what's another problem that you had with the film. Okay, so the other... To, to me that was just like huge because it was so easy to fix was you know when Moira goes and is like I need to find uh you know some expert in genetics and yeah happens to go find Charles Xavier who's not even a fucking professor yet like there's no reason for her to know anything about this freaking kid who just graduated who just did his dissertation or whatever it was like it's ludicrous it's such it's such a complete huge coincidence that I just have trouble with it. And all you would have needed was like a two minute scene where she goes to try to talk to some professor of genetics who won't give her the time of day. And she either sees on his desk, you know, his dissertation and it has some really glaringly obvious title that would pique her interest, like, you know, human or, or, evolution oh, the yeah, next you step. Or Yeah, you could have you could have you could have gone or you could have had her overhear some kids talking oh, you, about you you had, you what he was writing his paper on. You could have you you done it with a single line. She could she could she could say she found him like when she meets him she goes she goes I've read your paper I've read I've read your paper on on genetics. Nobody else in the country is doing anything like this. I need to speak with you. Maybe like that's what, like that there was just been no reason yeah. why why All she right. would just happen to find this kid out of everybody who's in this field. Like it's just so convenient. Right, that's a li- but that's a that's a little thing. Okay, what else? What else really bothered you? Um, okay, so the other thing that just t- like that was something that took me out of the moment, like right. straight up. And the other thing that did that, and it just made me ah, oh. <laughs> like it just like hit me. You know what I mean? Like physical, like I flinched. Um, is when as you do when you get hit. Right. Uh, I was making a point, jackass. Sorry. Anyway. It's groovy, baby. <laughs> um, I have a groovy mutation. It's a groovy mutation. Can I, I want to remind you that I'm in the 60s. Remember, we're in the 60s, baby. We're in the baby. 60s, Remember, baby. No, it Wait, may, does that mean I'm in the 60s? Because I totally say things are groovy. Like, all Be honest. Did you think Austin Powers? Just at least one time? Nope. No, actually, I didn't. Uh, when he said groovy. I saw him across several Yeah. But not when he said groovy. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's... it's Anyway, go on. Anyway. 
I think he did, yeah. I think he did it. Um, so when, was it M- Mystique is uh-huh. talking to uh, Beast, I think? I feel like that's when it was. And she's like, think of all that we've accomplished in just a week. And I'm like, a fucking week? Come on, guys. He designed the thing that Havoc wears. He made it so that Banshee could fly. Like, he's making stuff. You guys are training. And you want you want to tell me it was a fucking week? And it's like such wait a Wait a simple- minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did, he, did that happen once they were already at the school? This is what she said to him at the school. Where they were at the school? Because I thought that that was... This is after the montage. Is it after the after the training montage? After the training montage, she says it was a week. What, what did they what what did they accomplish? Getting their asses kissed, k- kicked, and getting like like one sixth of their team killed. What did they accomplish? No, in the training, and it makes sense what after she's saying. The, after they go, after they go yeah, I know, to but it, his house and yeah, they but, train and they get better, and then she says it was a fucking week. Yeah, I know. I I'm think, just saying, like, it, yeah. and it was a simple fix. It, just don't say a week. Say, think of all we've accomplished in just a short time. Then that's, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It's vague enough that we get that a lot of time hasn't passed. So it's like plausible that, you know, Shaw yeah, hasn't finished his machinations. Like, because I don't expect him to just put his shit on hold. Oh, well, they're, they need to go to Xavier's place and train. So I better not move my plan forward. Like, I get that that's not going to happen. But a week is ludicrous. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I follow you there. <laughs> so I, I just there. like it totally took me out of it. And it well, those are, I mean, but really, necessary. you're, 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 I mean, so it's I know I said there were a few little problems. Yeah. I wasn't saying there was some huge glaring shit that I oh, was I, like, I, this is crap. I had actually more, I see, I was expecting, you see, I had more problems with it than you did then. Um, and I loved, I mean, I loved it. I'm going to see it a third time. Um, but problems I had. <clears throat> uh, problem number one. Um, <laughs> uh, the Darth Vader moment. Uh, when when Magneto is screaming, and the metal starts flying around after his mom died. Oh, when he's a little kid. Yeah, I felt like the the scream needed to be drowned out. They need to do something with the sound to pull the scream down, so it wasn't that much. Because I just I just started going, "What's his mutant power? He's got like huge lung capacity." It was, <clears throat> it was just like this. That's un- interesting because that didn't bother me at yeah, all. Yeah, it did. The what s- did bother me in that scene was that none of that glass broke. Um, there's that. <laughs> like all this shit is being well, thrown and, around, all and the this metal, metal moving objects, around. You know, the thing is, no is that the, clearly the metal objects moving around were computer generated. Um, and yeah, and I had the same problem with them that I did with the Darth Vader crunching things. Watching metal crunch isn't that interesting to me. Um, same problem I had in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, where they have, uh, where they have, uh, I want to call her Tina. I don't know what her character was in the remake, <laughs> flying around the room, and it clearly was. It didn't look right. It didn't look natural. It yeah. did, it looked a little silly. Um, and a scene that's that emotional to have something look that silly and really make me think of no from episode three. You know, because <laughs> that's all. I, it seemed very much like that. It seemed like that moment. I I didn't and, feel that way. And given that say. that moment has entered the the public consciousness, I just feel like you might have made a different choice. I I actually thought that the the metal crumpling was interesting. I the bell. the bell the bell was the bell was not interesting to me the helmets were a little bit and then the stuff flying around and the the you know Universal Studios you know you know the 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 thing opening and closing the file cabinet going kick 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 kick, kick you know it's kind of like okay we, you know uh, he can move metal got it um uh it was just a little it was a little a little much um the other issues I had were were continuity issues um. Mm. Uh, 
I love what they did with Mystique. And I think the story is great because of what they did with Mystique. But they did have to have a MacGuffin there to go, yeah, by the way, didn't you know Mystique was, M- Mystique was the whole time was Xavier's like stepsister. Yeah. And, and you know, in, again. There's just no hint of that at I was, all I was, in the movies. I was listening to somebody else's review of the film and they said this and it's very true. It's, it's, it's not a story destroying. He called it um, Lucasian. Like, like like George Lucas in making the prequels, <laughs> um, that that it doesn't destroy the story to have uh, to have that to, there. To, it doesn't destroy the story to say that you know that the the C three PO was working on Owen Lars's farm, you know, back mm. when he was younger. It doesn't destroy the story, but it certainly makes it hard to explain that. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Mystique came in and she poisons Xavier, and there's never a moment where Xavier ever seems to have a personal any, yeah, issue with her any kind of connection like, with her at all yeah, yeah and you know and again you know he says in the first one that magneto helped him build cerebro and that's not there mm. at all there's no sense of that there's no sense of magneto having been been involved with the school outside of a week like magneto yeah. was at the school for a week i mean you just said look what we accomplished in a week he was yeah. there for a week um so that that was a real problem for me um now well in fair now, th- for now, the cerebro thing though it seems like that that potentially that could change yeah I because think, there could be a circumstance in a subsequent film that's sure, still and, in that well, timeline or whatever where they would work together to create a, ce- a cerebro because finding yeah, mutants is still yeah like finding mutants for both sides is is a good thing and right? we actually see that they come together to get gene gray in x3 that they they arrive there together, yeah. like in the same car. They walk in together. So, and it occurs to me, like, because I did like that was one of the things I really liked about um, where they use Cerebro, and then you know Eric was like, "No, we're gonna meet the mutants. There's gonna be no CIA, yeah. no G men, none of that shit. It's gonna be mutants meeting mutants." And so, and so, and I loved that. And that's the, those moments were really great when those two were going and finding them. So, like, if that's something that they continue yeah, to do, so even they, though they're on opposing sides, I could see if that. They make it, out. If they make a sequel and and Charles has to erase, you know, Mystique's mind in that way, so that she doesn't remember him. Or something like uh, they that. Could do that. You know, if 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 they go, okay, here are our two glaring continuity issues. Let's fix them. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And there could, or I, have some other incident where her mind is erased, maybe by yeah. Emma. I don't yeah. know if she can do that. Or well, like, I, I I think, but I mean, you could you could make some emotional scenes out of that though. You know, where where she goes, she goes. I can't remember you. You know, where where he feels like he's doing her kindness. Or right, where, because she's on the opposing side, and yeah. you know it's hard for her. Or, and or she knows too much about him and too much about the school, or something like and that. Yeah. yeah, so you know that that is that is a, a an interesting thing that I hope they hit. Um, so I had that. The other issue, I, I guess, the other issue I had is places where they strayed from the comics that were unnecessary. Mm-hmm. No, I understand it's some in some places you have to straight if you want to have havoc in there, he can't be Cyclops' younger brother. Right. It's because not work. but <laughs> there's no reason Moira could not have had a Scottish accent. Um, yeah. That did give me I was I, like, like I like I don't give a fuck if you make her a CIA agent or well, you make her whatever. Well, like, except that Moira is like forty in X three. Moira's like forty years old in X three, and yet here she is and she's like And she's like his age, yeah. Yeah, and, and like in he's supposed to be like seventy something. 
in in X three, and Moira's forty, so he's aged you know yeah fifty years, and she is aged you know twenty. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really. Work. I have I have an issue with that, but again, you know you can say you could roll your eyes and go yeah, but there's the same the same MacGuffin exists in the X Men comics. Too. Oh yeah. And you go yeah well sure it's the. They, they, they but say, at least she's... I mean, her fucking right, name is Moira, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? They say, like, right, <laughs> they say right there in X-Men 141, they go... In X-Men 40, uh, 141 and 142, which is the first Days of Future Past storyline that you ever had, um, they say, like, when they're cutting to the future and cutting to the past, the future is, like, 2001, and, and that the present, quote-unquote, is 1981, and Kitty is 13 years old. And now, clearly, it's 2012, and Kitty is, like, 19 years old. <laughs> so so they've done it forever they've done they, they've always had issues you know, with that so they, you can yeah, let that go you can I just, let but, the but why is she, but why why like her name yeah. is moira mctaggart yeah i mean come she, on and she's suddenly uh, uh and she's just American. she's not a geneticist she's a cia you know it's it would be Andrew, I, like yeah. there's ways they can you know what i mean like that they could have integrated the characters if they still wanted her to be cia like i just well, it could be like maybe she, you or know, maybe she joins the genetic thing. Well, that's the thing. If if in the next movie she ends up in Scotland working in genetics, I'll be happy. Yeah, because at the be very okay. least they move her to Scotland. Yeah, and she's working in genetics. <laughs> working but this time, this in this movie she was a character named Moira McTaggart. Yeah, that's how it felt. Who had a relationship with Xavier, and that's where the similarities ended. Yep. So, um, same thing with Banshee. Why could he not have had an Irish accent? He just had a weird way of talking he just had this weird yeah he did it was straight well, like, it was almost a little bit, a little bit english yeah he was almost a little ron weasley frankly yeah, well he looked like ron but no no but he sounded like him too um he's supposed to be irish and he's so not at no he's definitely he definitely wasn't irish like um, i didn't think he was irish <laughs> i will say that except he looked irish he had the no no you looked it the red hair and the freckles mm-hmm. but they didn't sound it so i mean that is a you know Things like that, but again, that's you know that's nitpicking. I I I had those problems. I had the continuity issues. Um, but in general, uh, uh, and I guess no, I think I think that would that would be it. I think that that the movie is just so well done. I sat there with a big grin the whole time. I had my wife next to me, and I was, I was just saying to her, going, go, go, going, they did it, they did it, they got it back. Yeah, they they redeemed X Men. You know, after after the the solid C grade of of X three and the D minus that was Wolverine, let's talk about Wolverine's cameo for a second. Oh my God, how awesome was that? That was awesome. It was so <laughs> full of awesome. Like he just they just show up. He's like, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so perfect. It was great. Added, same thing with Rebecca Remains. I thought it was kind of fun. Oh it was yeah. Kind of fun. No, totally. You know, Is see this me better? In Ten years. Um, but I think it does show how emotionally vulnerable and how kind of fucked up you know mystique is oh god yeah because she's just like anybody who gives her attention oh my gosh and for instance that scene with her she wants to crawl into bed with magneto she kisses beast no no the beast i think that for her like here was somebody else dealing with what she's dealing with like i felt like there was a connection there and i really wanted them to hook up i wanted it bad yeah and like when he says to her then when he brings the serum and then like says that she's not yeah, normal, no, and like great. oh it's horrible it's yeah, so no. bad and he means well you know oh, and but he's, it's so sh- it's so fucked up what yeah, he says no. to her it's not okay <laughs> it's, well that's the thing is i i love that everybody means well 
Oh yeah, you know? no, nobody's just a dick to be a dick. With the exception, a, you know? of the guy, with the exception of the guy who made all the all the like tornadoes. Yeah, that guy was just Rip, bad news. R- Riptide. He was just kind of like, "What? Hi, Riptide. You're making tornadoes. Have fun <laughs> with that." Let me ask you this because this is a question I had. Uh, Shaw sure. is he from the comics? What is oh, his deal? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm oh, I'm not familiar with that character. Shaw is the Black King of the Hellfire Club. He's uh, he's huge. He's he's a major. I would say the second biggest male bad guy in the X Men comics. Behind Magneto. Really? Yeah, he's he's way now in the comics. Is there any correlation between him and Magneto at all, or or no? That's all. That's all in the movie verse. Okay, so Magneto's um, in the comics. Magneto is uh, again the comics started started in nineteen sixty something. So Magneto was a full grown man villain in that in that time. Sure, and an older man, Xavier's friend. Mm -hmm. Xavier was also an older man Mm -hmm. by that time. Um. So, in the Holocaust, uh, uh, Magneto's wife was killed. Magneto was an adult, and his wife was mm-hmm. killed. Um, Shaw had nothing to do with it. Shaw was younger than Magneto oh, in okay. the comics. Um, but the Hellfire Club is is enormous and is responsible. It's re- I mean, you read the Phoenix Saga. It's responsible for the death of Phoenix. Turns her to Dark Phoenix is the Hellfire Club. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was mastermind that brought out the dark side of Phoenix, and for a long time she felt like she was like, like part of the like she was fooled and thinks she was part of the club. It was huge. The Hellfire Club is enormous in the Dark Phoenix saga. I haven't read the saga. You haven't read the saga? No, I told you I I saw the saga. Ah. Uh, and I wanted to purchase the saga. Oh, it's so much. But it yeah. was like expensive as hell, and I was like, You're and I just me. and I just gave you the issue where she died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's not <laughs> like Which was nice I saw. Of me. Yes, it was very nice of you. Um, I okay, uh, I will try and find you the 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 Dark Phoenix saga because it's worth a read. But yeah. Um, oh, I want to read it. Bad. Sebastian Shaw's is is a, is huge, and the Hellfire Club is huge, and they're they're all. It's interesting. The Hellfire Club had characters that that weren't used here and instead they used um riptide which i felt was pointless um but interesting azazel yeah um is there any relation between him and nightcrawler 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 is now this is where i think i wonder if the sequel is going to go here because why choose azazel anybody that you're going to choose why choose azazel because nightcrawler is the child of azazel and mystique ah that makes that makes perfect sense. Are they going to go there in the sequel? I I hope, hope so. They go there in the sequel. No, no. And when he sees her, like she goes, "You're like me," and she just kind of grins in X two. Okay. Um, but yeah. So it's like a nod to people. Yeah, well, I I wonder if they're really going to go. I hope so. it would make a lot of sense to go yeah. there, and it would be cool. Yeah, I would be down with that shit. So so yeah, that's uh. That whoops, sorry. That's a huge thing. Okay. That's that's and I wonder, like when I when I saw that they were using Azazel, I was like, really, really? Mm. <laughs> Are they? Is this really going to happen? Um, and they there were no hints of it in this film, at all. Yeah. So. But there's no time. Um, to have hints of it in this film. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Or no. something that makes sense. Yeah. Like when Magneto's, you know. Well, doesn't that make that doesn't that make that scene in X Men Three all the more heart like tragic? Where 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 in this um, movie he totally. says in this movie he says how beautiful she is uh-huh. like this, and then when she loses that, he says she's not she's beautiful a, anymore. Yep. In X Three, she used to be so beautiful. Oh my god! Yes, that makes that so much worse. Like it's bad anyway. 
Like it's one of the few, like you were talking about, it's one of the few scenes in X3 that is just really poignant yeah. and good. And like that makes it so much worse when you see all the history, like just the beginning of them and the history there. It's like, oh, wow. I truly think that this film is in the same class as Batman Begins. Um, and it sets up a world I want to visit again. And sets up a world Absolutely. where they don't need to spend any time on origins next time. Mm-hmm. Where where everything is set up, where it is set up, same thing as the original X-Men movie, where where it sets up the world. And I would give this movie a B plus, A minus, if only because I think it's absolutely possible for them to do an A plus next time. Now, if there is never a sequel to First Class, I will upgrade this film to a solid A. <laughs> um, but I call it a B plus, A minus now because I feel like the world they've established and the situation that they've established has a heartbreaking, amazing, no clunkiness of an origin story. Let's play in this established world. Yeah. Um, that it's there. And I want to see him do it. I, I want to yeah, see I'm him do it. I'm really interested to in, see. In the same I'm, way. I'm so down for another one. In the same <laughs> way, I now give Batman Begins a B plus, A minus, if only because. Yeah. You, when you watch the dark Knight, you go, Oh, this is what an A is. Oh right, I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I need to leave room. Yeah, you know. <laughs> for them to go ahead and, and um, get the A, but so you I, don't have to be like, wait a minute, I have to downgrade. Yeah, because so, this is the A. Yeah, but I feel like they've. I feel like there's such room. Um, yeah, the, just the humanity they've to. given everybody, and like the, no, we, you know, that that final scene. Oh my! Or, or oh my God! And and and, and and Mystique. I mean, we haven't even talked about Mystique. She like. Like her, like Jennifer Lawrence is is does so well with the role. She's and great. Can I say though that she's just essentially you know the new Renee Zellweger slash Jewel slash Joey Lauren Adams is that her name? Those three yeah. that look like the same. Yeah, she's, she looks she's like, like that, she looks like them. She's the fourth, but she's the young one, right? Because they're yeah, but older she's, now. But she's the one who can <laughs> act. Um, uh, oh damn! Um, that's not cool. Renee Zellweger. Can yeah, she act. she can act. But you know what? Have you seen Winter's Bone? No. It's really good. It's really, really, really good, um, and I will say that that her performance as Mystique is just heartbreaking and real and funny, and 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 heartbreaking without being sort of deliberately manipulatively heartbreaking. Is is that she like she seems real and she's not just heartbreaking all the time. Oh yeah, she, no. she's likable a lot of the time. Absolutely, and just you know is is so messed up as a, as a human. Oh being, yeah. Like so I love up. some of the conversations between her and Xavier. that are just like, cause she goes for it. Cause you know what? She seems like almost like she's like, she's mutant and proud. You can see she, she's given sort of the, the line reading that, that you, that you might see, uh, Rebecca Romaine give, you know, the very presentational mutant and proud. And then her next line, she goes mutant and proud. And just, it's just this vulnerable kind of <laughs> ugly line reading. And then she's brushing her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden like she she in that moment in the brushing the teeth scene she went from doing a presentational performance which i felt like she was doing up to that point and then just kind of brushing your teeth is ugly it's ugly and and you do stare in the mirror and you say stupid things and you do it and you, you speak in stupid <laughs> ways and she just went there she just went for it and i was just like oh she's a person the stick <laughs> is brushing her teeth <laughs> Mystique is brushing. She's fucking brushing. That's why her teeth are so white. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's brushing her teeth. Oh, when that that's when, why Mystique has such great teeth. When the little girl was Mystique, those teeth just seemed to shine. Oh wow, yeah. Um, uh, but like, and the same thing. Like my, Michael Fassbender, the 
the scene where he's turning the the dish. Oh my god! Just just again, he's doing the the tear is there, the angst is there. He's you know it's so, so intense. intense. <laughs> but then the smile when he does it, when he cracks the oh my, biggest, the biggest, hugest, most beautiful grin, silly smile. Oh and my again, gosh! It's it's. It's vulnerable. It's, it's such joy. It's no, amazing. There's no nothing so heroic about it. There's mm-hmm. nothing. He's just a guy. Yeah. He's a guy who's like, holy shit, I can move. He's a like, I like totally this. did that shit. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, I it's it's it. I felt the same way the first time when I saw the first Spider-Man, and and um, and you heard uh, Tobey Maguire go, woohoo, and he's saying, <laughs> yes. like like when I felt like like this is a guy, this is a person. Yep. And that's something I never felt, even of Wolverine, of any character in the X-Men movies before, with the possible exception, I don't know why Bobby always struck me as kind of a real person. But in the other movies, I never felt, I could never see, even Rogue, who's supposed to be your protagonist, couldn't see her brushing her teeth. I couldn't imagine yeah. Wolverine brushing his teeth. I couldn't imagine... Yeah, I couldn't. You know, I I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. You know, Jean Grey cracking that big grin. You know, it's just like these people are people, like the people I know. Yeah, and but and just I, with extraordinary in extraordinary you know. abilities and in extraordinary situations. Yeah, and well, yeah, I think that's one of the, one of the scenes I think that really brings home that that vibe is when they've all been gathered. And they're like, ooh, so we're like in the government now. We should have secret code names. And like, they're all kind of joking. And I'm going to be Mystique, you know? And I wanted to be Mystique. Like, just that scene. And then it turns into like everybody, ooh, ooh, show me yours. I'll show you mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's totally how that shit would go down. Yeah. It's It's, so real. And it's not just kids. If, If like suddenly we all develop powers, we'd be like, look what I can do. You know? I mean, honestly, I, it's, it's the best, and this is gonna be an odd poll, but it's gonna—it's like the best example of that I've seen since Dream Warriors. <laughs> yes, yes, it totally. felt like that. It felt like a bunch of kids. It felt very John Hughesian almost. A little bit, yeah, yeah. totally. And yeah, little and breakfast club, like these kids little breakfast not, clubs for mutants. <laughs> these kids who would not hang out together otherwise. Yeah, that were, would not have anything in common. Yeah, and 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 there's this thing that that brings them together. Essentially. Yeah. Um, Guys, listeners, uh, I can't recommend this movie highly enough. I have a question for you. Jeff. Yeah, here's a. Oh, sorry, go on. Um, what did you think about the uh, "Don't ask, don't tell" line? <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yes, sir. What did you think? I thought it was funny. Uh, I don't. I. I think. I think it was supposed to make me laugh. I don't think it was supposed to say say anything. More than that. Can no. we just say how much I love that? Um, the guy I love is in the movie. <laughs> well done. Yeah, he's great. I really like him. (laughs) He did a great job. When that one guy said that one thing in that one scene, he did such a good job. I liked that. Yeah. No, it was really good. Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Because I adore Oliver Platt. I do too. And I did not know he was in it. And when he showed up, I was like, shut the fuck up, Oliver Platt. (laughs) I'll be honest. Every single time I see him on screen, I think, holy shit, it's Oliver Platt. I do. <laughs> I almost do. I have a little happiness Am I wrong? in my head. Am no, I wrong? Totally. At this point, and you don't even think of his other characters he's played. You just go, "Holy shit, it's Oliver Platt." Yeah. Oh yeah, no, totally. It's the funny guy from Flatliners. Because <laughs> I love him. Um, interestingly, <laughs> he was in Flatliners with Kevin Bacon. Yes, he was. Um, mm, I wonder what it was like for them to work together. Again. They didn't work together. They didn't. Oh, I guess they, they, they probably didn't ever. Yeah, they, they were probably, probably never on set on the same time. Oh, okay. Can I say this though? Okay, yeah. um, you probably didn't notice. Did you ever watch the show uh, Roswell? 
No. <laughs> so you didn't. Um, but he's been in other stuff. Brendan Fair. I think that's his name. Who is he? He, he okay. So on the ship, <laughs> behind Michael Ironside. He's the guy. Michael who takes Ironside, the by the way. Michael Ironside. Right. Michael Ironside as well. Like I was like, what? Michael, what are you doing there? You're not supposed to be in movies of this caliber. <laughs> hey, now I like Michael Ironside. Are you watch on the, your mouth? Are you on the are, are you on the Sci-Fi Network somewhere? Total Leave Michael Ironside alone. You know, I love re- him, and it was awesome that he was there. You know, it was really funny Just watching Michael si- Michael Ironside there. I was honestly, I was like, look, it's Powers Booth. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I went, oh, I was like, oh, it's Michael Ironside. I'm sorry. Which one was the bad guy in Highlander Two? I can't remember. <laughs> so Michael Ironside or Powers Booth? I can't one. remember. Highlander Two does not exist. It doesn't exist for me. No. There's gonna be only one. <laughs> oh, Highlander Four was okay. And That's the series was brilliant. Insane. I love the, the series. The series was great. I, I just liked that. Highlander Four because I got to see I got to see. Duncan on my big screen, and that's that was good. And it only destroyed everything about the first movie. But we've had that discussion. <laughs> yeah, but that, ha- that so did Highlander two and Highlander. 3. No, not in the same way. Like in the first five minutes of Highlander four, they destroy the the end, the whole point of the first movie. Yeah, like, but they do that in the Highlander series. We talked about this. <laughs> But see, I had already assimilated in my brain for the series that it was before the whole first movie. That's why they're talking on cell phones. Listen. In 1984. Yes, motherfucker, yes. Because I do what I have to to make that shit make sense. Your cognitive dissonance is there. (laughs) It's not cell phone, it's car. They picked up the car phone to perpetrate like they were talking. No, what's up is that in when in when the first movie came out. I just just quoted parents just don't understand. I get no love. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I picked up my car phone to because you guys are so young. Oh my God. I am like the same age as you. don't know that song. You don't know the song. I do know that song. I'm just not a big fan of rap. Yeah, but. You're going to ruin my rap. She said, You're only 16. You ain't got a red rap. Or they have it. He has a song called, uh, what's the song? Um, Nightmare on My Street. Oh, I feel like I heard this. Nightmare on My Street. Nightmare on My Street is an interesting song because it came out before elm street three so it's all about elm street two which is this weird aberration of a movie that doesn't fit with the rest of the elm street mythology so if you listen to it there's a whole lot of how freddie is trying to get into will smith's brain and take over his body and right which is not something freddie normally does except in Nightmare except 2. in that one yeah 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 so it's not like a character thing. you've got the body i've got the brain Blah. <laughs> I did a great visual. That was beautifully done. <laughs> where I went, where I like ripped my scalp off, and then I stuck out my hummus-filled tongue. <laughs> yes, and it was. Ah. I'm sorry, you all missed it. It was crazy. It was awesome it was visual. Awesome. Here, watch. Watch. I'm going to do this. Look. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't that funny? That no, that was stupid. Um, <laughs> the other thing was awesome, and that was dumb. Like that thing that that guy did from Roswell. Um, so, but that that guy was in it. Okay, so he was on Roswell, which is what I know him from. And he played the tortured one, the tortured alien kid awesome. on Roswell. And I feel like he was in that film because he really wanted to be in it. Wow. Because he's been, he's had like roles in film. Like, I mean, and he was like, seriously, third soldier from the left on a headset. Like, I, like, I just imagine that conversation like going down. Like when Brian Singer showed up in, in Star Trek Insurrection. True. Where? True, he showed up in, Brian, in, in Star Trek Insurrection. He was, he was just in the background. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, just where it's just guy. like you go up and you're like, dude, I understand. But Christian Can I just Slater be in it Star somewhere? Can I just be in it somewhere because that's fucking awesome? Like, <laughs> so listen, listeners, 
um, go see it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If for no, I mean, even if just for the, the ending scene, go like, back doesn't again. that go against some of the mythology as well, what? or some of the what like ending? continuity? What the fact that didn't Xavier lose his ability to walk when he was much older? Um, in the comics, but I mean, you can't. Uh, didn't they reference it in the movies? No, no, no. They never talked about how he lost. Uh, okay. It. Nope. Um, because uh, this I realize is not what happened, but oh my yeah. gosh, how heartbreaking was it? That moment was amazing where he's like i'm sorry i didn't mean to you know like when he when it just like the way it all happens like it just spirals out of control and then all of a sudden and everything fucking stops and where he's like he's like, like it's palpable he's like it's it's palpatine it's like where he wants <laughs> he wants like we want the same thing i'm sorry but we do not i mean there's there's oh my god yeah um, it was heartbreaking listen I, i'm desperate to see another one of these um i want it bad i, I want this want world back and here's one. how the movie did it um over the first work weekend, it made $56 million. It had sold the same number of tickets as Thor. Um, but uh, because there was no IMAX and there was no 3D, it made $13 million less than Thor. Wow. It, uh, so, I wonder why they made that decision to not 3Dify. Um, I don't think there was time. Like Really famously, this movie, like, like 12 months ago, there was no script. And it was rushed. Um, it was rushed, rushed, rushed. Why did they rush it? Because um, they, they wanted it out this summer. Oh. They said, this is this is the date. Can you make it by this date? And Brian K. Vaughn was like, yeah, I can do it. And yeah, there, there was a, it was a tent set. It was uh, it was just rushed, 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 rushed. And we know a little something about that. Because um, that's the ninjas versus sets are always that way. Um, we're already talking about, like, are we going to do the next one next year? And they're like, Justin, write the script now. And I'm like, ah, I can do it in December. If <laughs> <laughs> we can get it out in October, there's not a problem. We can do that. Fine. That'll be fine. <laughs> um. So, uh, but yeah, I'm. Listen, I want this to do really well. I do uh, too. It, the overseas, really it's doing the same thing. It's it's having a modest success. Um. It's just it's so well done. It really is. Like for for all the the, the problems such as there, there are so many moments where you just go. Well, you that know why? Fucking awesome. You know why this movie isn't doing well because of Wolverine, folks. Because X Men Origins Wolverine came oh, out. I was like, why are you blaming this on Wolverine? That's I'm I'm blaming out. it on the movie because okay. because people burned because people out. People are like done. People people are like X Men fight. This is gonna be another shitty movie. This honestly, I feel like this captures an X Men like vibe. More than any other X-Men I am, movie. I'm going to see it on Wednesday with my mother. And I'm going to go see it with my mother because I think she'll like it. Um, and that's something I couldn't say about any of the other X-Men movies. Yeah, I think it's... I feel like this is, this is the best movie of the X-Men movies. I feel like that's accurate. I think the X2 may continue to be the best movie for X-Men fans. If you are a big fan of the X-Men, X2 gives you more to like. Because you get your favorite characters doing the shit that you like them doing the best. So if you're a diehard in the wool X-Men fan who's never seen an X-Men movie, X2 is going to blow your socks off. It's, you're just going to love it. Because it's got Cyclops and Nightcrawler and Wolverine and Storm and they're all doing shit and Phoenix and you know, yeah. you know the hint of that. It's just like it's, it is... It's Colossus and you know Iceman makes an ice wall and there's Pyro and Magneto and they're, it's like it's... Yeah, there's a lot of like, woo, you no, know, for that. If, if you're an X-Men fan, that's a, But in terms of just, if you took someone who'd never seen X-Men before. And didn't know anything about it. And you were to show them X2, giving them the information from X1 they would need. Um, or show them X1 and X2, and then show them this one. 
I think that that this would this would be a better first experience. Yeah, I think so. Like, because it really, like, I honestly like. I'd like to see them do, um, like, bring Storm on board. Like, like keep not going to happen. Never in this way, but like down the road. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't. You know, I don't. And I those characters that I like, I don't, and I don't want Wolverine in the next movie, and I don't make a Wolverine movie. Make an X Four, do it. Go ahead. I don't. I want this team. I want this. I do not want to feel like you have to shoehorn in some other beloved character. I, you know what? The story is good enough, and I fear when I hear about the new Batman movie they're making, it's just like it feels like it's got Catwoman, it's got Bane, it's got, it's got. You know, no, I mean, I don't want to have them introduce a bunch of people, but like I was saying, what I really enjoyed about there was that part where they were going and getting people like I really thought that was it was it was great. It was cute. Uh, it was important, you know, what they were doing. And I would like to see like I don't think there's enough for it to just be these couple of people versus these couple of people at this point. Like, I feel like they would continue to build like realistically, they would continue to add people to their team. Like I'm not saying they got to go get a bunch of people. Yeah, but I'm no, saying no. Like yeah. one person. Or, sure. I don't you know want it I mean? to be Storm. I don't want it to be Storm. I do not want any more characters from the original X Men movies. I do not. Um, I, new characters or stay with the characters you have. I will say this: that 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 the Dark Knight did perfectly. They added the Joker, and that's it. Oh, and they added Harvey Dent. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like one or two. And that's it. And they is, made. You know what I mean? And they made it about them. Yeah. But but this is not, you know, this has got to be Xavier versus Magneto. It, it does, but I feel like what would happen in this in the circumstance between you know bringing on additional characters would be that there's something that they bring to the table that changes shit. I would see. I feel like so many characters got not enough to do in this movie that I want to see more about Banshee. I want to see what Banshee does. I want to see more about Beast. I want to see more about, you know, yes, I would say introduce a, a new character, but I would say proceed with incredible caution. Do not give me a character I want. Nobody wanted Beast. Nobody wanted wanted Banshee. Nobody wanted Angel or Darwin or Azazel. Nobody wanted these people. And what you got was a movie full of people with no expectations. Yeah, that's true. And I do not want... I didn't even know if Darwin was a real character, if they just made yeah. him up so they could kill him or what. Same thing with this other angel. I do not want a character that is supposed to bring it unless you get an actor who can really, really... Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I want them to keep at the same caliber. Like, I, I want to bring a, on a character... Yeah, you know what? You know what I want them to that's do. Really, that's really where I'm getting at. I want to see a young storm that doesn't suck like Halle Berry did in those movies. Here's what they did great with <laughs> X2. Um, even though they introduced some new characters, they introduced one new bad guy that forced Charles and, Magne- and, and Magneto to work together. Mm-hmm. And they got Brian Cox, fucking Brian Cox, mm-hmm. who's awesome. Yes, he is. I love Cox. Wait a second. Wow. Um, they got him to to be amazing, and and. <laughs> <laughs> like it really wasn't it was like he's not always amazing they were like listen can you just this one time can you be amazing yeah because he's always amazing <laughs> and they, the they, way you said it that's what it sounded they, like they got they, they got him in there to to galvanize everyone against him so i think that if you have a new character it's got to be a bad guy pull out someone 
you know, I think, and by the way, you know how I felt, said last time, I don't think the Sentinels could work in a movie. In this movie where it's the 60s and 70s and they, they can get away with some shit. They couldn't, like their little montage where he had the little lines, the very stylistic, mm-hmm. you know, they can get away with stuff now. If they, if they set this in the late 60s, early 70s, they can get away with. You're okay with them doing Sentinels now because you know what you're telling me? Because I, I don't think that it can fit in that reality. It can be something of a from a bygone era, which they did very much in this. I feel like I feel like the one thing about the movie, whereas I felt like the the old movies were set in the real world with heightened characters. I felt like this was set in a heightened world with real characters, and I feel I like I feel like the Sentinels would fit in that heightened world. You could go that is a part of the Cold War. Which goes yes, yeah, Sentinels are part of the Cold War. Space race. I can yeah, see that. Yeah, and and you could have that or have. Have something, but where then they, I could see it before. Yeah, but but <laughs> have something, or or get a character that is so evil. Because William Stryker was a character who had like two comic books that he'd ever been in. You know, pull out an obscure character and make them a, a get an amazing performance. Get a Heath Ledger, you know, style performance where they or get, Kevin Bacon in this movie. Where they, Kevin no, Bacon no, no. was amazing. Kevin Bacon movie. was not Heath Ledger as the Joker. I'm I sorry. didn't say that. I said why. That's what <clears throat> or means. This or that? No, I'm not saying they're two different I'm, things. I'm not saying I'm not saying this or that. <laughs> I'm saying that I, I'm saying like a game changing. I, uh, I'm saying a game changing performer who comes in and does something bold and different that you go holy shit, and then everyone else can galvanize against them and bring the movie to another level. Hmm. Um, and and then you know then you have these characters, and you know what? I think that you. I hate to say it. I think Banshee you could kill because I like him, but he's not in- incredibly essential. And I think Azazel, who's also badass and is cool, you get to know him a little bit, and you can kill him because he doesn't show up later. And so you I just feel, want to be killing motherfuckers. I think that you need to have. So con- I bet you loved it when they killed Darwin, huh? Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> bet you just creamed your pants, huh? Well, you know, I actually <laughs> was I was kind of mad because one, they killed the only black guy in the movie. Um, <laughs> and 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 look. A, a really, in true movie fashion, a, 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 he was a, the first to die. A really <laughs> unfortunate editing choice when he goes, "Do you all want to be slaves?" and they cut right to him. Oh yeah. And I was like, "Come on!" He looked right at him. Like, he, he, "Do you want to be slaves?" and they looked at him. And I was like, "Come on, really? Like, like if you're gonna if you're making a comment on the civil rights movement, then come out and say that. But if that's just an unfortunate editing choice, you know, it's." <laughs> no, I I felt like Shaw looked at Darwin when he said that, and it was for a reason because this is the '60s. You know what I mean? I feel like Shaw purpose was pointing that comment at Darwin. You know what you do? You know what you do? You bring in. You know who's the bad guy? Next movie, Denzel Washington as Bishop, mm. and you and a guy who essentially his mutant power is to travel in time, and he's come from a future where the X Men. You know, where he sees everything that's happened, the X-Men have been decimated. You can have the Sentinels have followed him back from the future. And you get a, an, an Academy Award winning actor in there to give a performance where he is the bad guy and he is on a quest to kill the X-Men and you feel like he's the bad guy and then you find out, no, he's the good guy. Yeah, like, that's a story. Hmm. That's a story that you could tell here. But that when I'm saying caliber of actors that I want, I want a Denzel Washington. I want a, you know, I want a Heath Ledger. I want a, 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 a force in there, a star who, who is in there for one time to just rip it up. 
<laughs> and rip, it, rip it up and have some deaths and have some consequences. You and your fucking deaths. You know what? It's an action movie. I have a I have a problem where people are firing lethal lethal like a barrage of lethal force at each other and don't get hurt because if nobody gets hurt really badly it's not lethal force and only xavier gets hurt for the rest of the movie at the very 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 end because magneto evidently can't take apart a gun here he could do it earlier he could do it in another circumstance he can't throw the gun out of her hand no but it occurred to me in that moment that he was he was still trying to hold the missiles and shit so he was doing yeah. the minimal amount of effort to deal with her. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. And he's it's an emotional moment and it happens really fast. Yeah. You know, I just, that didn't, it didn't occur to me. as like, that's a Magu- th- I'll be honest, that's a MacGuffin I'm willing to give them for the emotion that comes from it. Yeah. I'm willing to go, okay, it's not plausible, but. But that was. Damn, movie. it's a good scene. <laughs> but so, damn, yeah. that was a hell of a scene. <laughs> and that's the thing is I, is I feel like you've got interesting characters <laughs> who can die, who can also leave behind really interesting characters with interesting stories. I feel like all you need is one galvanizing character to bring them all together. So you're saying if there's just this one, you know, mythical, amazing, magical, bad guy, then you don't have any other characters. So what happens when you kill Banshee and you kill who else did you say we could kill? I felt like Azazel. Well, first, Azazel. first, first so of all, if I you want, kill both those jokers, want, then who do you have? I, like, want, I want Riptide to die first because I really. Yeah, he he's not yeah. necessary, I feel. Yeah, I, I was like, okay. Like, he just didn't seem to have much of a personality. I mean, I can't say Azazel did either, but at least he had stuff. He wore suits. You know, that's what we <laughs> were did. He wore a lot of suits. He wore suits. Um, <laughs> Azazel, I want to see his relationship develop with Mystique. I totally want to see that. I and didn't then, know about it. I want to see that. And then him. I want him to be killed, maybe, maybe by Xavier. Oh. And then Mystique, then Mystique is wants to kill Xavier. Damn. You see, you see, that's what I'm saying is, is, is mm. you can justify things. Give me emotional truth. Give me emotional consequences for lethal situations. And high stakes. Uh, yeah, exactly. High stakes. Yeah. I want to feel on the on the edge of my seat. And and I think that they could do I think they could dark night this. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I like, like that. That's now a verb. Dark night that shit. Well, you know what? They they, they just Casino royale it. And <laughs> and now I think they could dark knight it. Um, nice. So that's X Men First Class, folks. Um, go see it. Go see it twice. Go, go see it see thrice. That shit. If you don't want to go see it, just donate your money to them, um, or donate to me. Donate it to me if you like, um, and I will donate, and it, to donate it to them by going to go see it again. Because <laughs> I I will be donating more ticket money. <laughs> I bought a ticket for my wife. I bought a ticket for my sister. I'm going to buy a ticket for my mom. Nice. Um, you can I, buy a ticket for me. I'll go see it again. Just I say. want this movie to <laughs> succeed. I want another. First I want class. another one. Yeah. I want this more than I want X four. Certainly. Definitely. Yeah. I don't. I don't need Storm back. I don't need Gene back. I don't need Wolverine back. I'd love to see the further adventures of Wolverine. You know, if you're going to say that Xavier comes back, by the way, because he has some twin. Where's that twin? Yeah. I was and I was looking for it because I remember we had just oh, talked right. about X three and I was like, "Where's Twin? Where's he, Twin Boy?" He's he's with some five year old alternate Moira McTaggart in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, both in a test tube somewhere, waiting to be created. Um, alternate universe fixes everything. No, the scenes after the credits don't count. That's what I mean. Um, maybe that's what they're saying. The scene was, after the, the scene after the oh, credit didn't really. It happen. doesn't count. Do over, do over. It was after the credits. It's yeah. not for real. It was Maggie Gyllenhaal. It wasn't 
Kitty, whatever her name is, Holmes. <laughs> it's really Maggie Gyllenhaal. But they needed to do that. She's a better. Really, Katie she's, Holmes, she's really? A, she's a better actress, but she's not as pretty. <laughs> yeah, like, I just don't understand why they did that shit in the first place. Like, really, Katie Holmes? Whose idea was that? She's like a pretty girl who looks like she had a stroke. Right? Um, and she's not. You say she's so hot right now. <laughs> and, like, she just was Thank so. Thank you, Mugatu. <laughs> Mugatu. So hot right now. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Obey them to put dog. Amanda Seyfried in the next one because she's so hot right now. Yeah, I, I look. I think that, I think that they they did a fantastic job, and I think more than that, they've set up a world. I want This is what I said before um, about uh, X One, and I was listening to our X One podcast uh, where I said that I didn't like the first two Harry Potter movies, but where I said that I did like they did. They established a world in which you could in play, a world where <laughs> you, you could play in that world for seven movies, eight movies. You really could. Like mm-hmm. here, where Harry Potter Part Eight is coming out, I'm still super excited about it. They create a world in which that you want to go back to. Yeah, and 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 that there are compelling circumstances. Yeah, that there's some shit going down, and, and you want to see what happens. And I feel in this case, I feel like it's the same thing. I feel like I feel like this could go there, um, and this could be what X Men is now. X Men could be a period piece from now on, which I think would be great because I really think they. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they would continue, obviously, to, to move forward in time. So, but I just, I really felt like there was the the sort of questions and the the moral issues that that I think is what's so great about the X Men in general is really kind of what's at the heart of this film. Yeah. I feel like, and I love. And that. after the debacle, though, listen, if you don't want to go see it because you feel like it's like Wolverine burned you. Um, I agree with you. Believe but don't me. punish this movie I had because wo- of that. <laughs> I had Wolverine posters in my room. I love, love Wolverine. I love Hugh Jackman. I love and Hugh I, Jackman. I, I feel like him. that movie pissed in my mouth. Um, I don't feel that way, though. This, this, movie, <laughs> this movie is mouthwash. This, <laughs> this movie makes me clean again. Um, like a virgin. I am so happy for this movie, and I need everyone to go see it. So that's that's <laughs> what I need everyone to, to go see. Please it. go. Please. All right, so that's it. That's pop off. My name is Justin, and my name is Alexia. Pop off. Pop off, bitches. It's so funny to hear you say that. <laughs> <laughs>